Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the Big Thinkers Academy, where we provide professional solutions for maximizing human potential. Please visit us at www.bigthinkersacademy.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-finger-earning women, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, as always, we must edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is another fabulous Monday. happens to be February 27th in this elite year year. Oh, wow. Imagine that. We got an extra day in uh, February here. But, you know, I am hope, I hope that you are so excited about your future because trust me, I am as well. And your future is extremely bright. No matter what it might look like to you today, it is extremely, extremely, extremely bright. Can we say extremely again? Yes, it is. And you know, we are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So go out and Spread the word. Now, as always, we have a lot in store for you on today's show. And you know what? Um, I want to thank you. I can't thank each of you all enough for all of your great feedback, and we appreciate. We just don't take it for granted because we know your time is so valuable. And we are truly grateful for you tuning in each and every week and all of the downloads um, that you do as well for this show. So we want to say thank you for that. And, you know, today is going to be another great show. In fact, when I think about today, it reminds me of my daughter. Now, you guys know I talk about her all the time. Well, when she was about three years old, I noticed something. Um, When I'd be driving in the car, and of course, she's in the back seat, she would begin telling me, hurry, hurry. She was looking in the back mirror, and she'd look out the side mirror, a window rather, and she'd say, Mommy, hurry, hurry, hurry. This car is going to pass you. You got to move faster. And one day... She was still, I think, about three years old, and I am not proud of this at all, not at all, but I kind of participated in a little bit of road battle with this crazed woman, I must say, who tried to run me off the road, y'all, you know, with my daughter in the back seat. Now, all my fellow lioness out there, you know, oh, no, you don't mess with somebody's child like that. You know, it just frightened me so, and so I, I just, I had a brief little moment there, and we were battling over the right lane. And when I instantly snapped back, thank God for my anger, in that second time, I realized my three-year-old in the back seat was laughing, saying, faster, go faster, mommy, beat her, beat her, beat her. So ever since then, she has always been encouraging me to drive faster, which now, you know, I drive a lot slower because, you know, the older we get, the slower we are, but... I must say, who knows, she might have a bright future ahead in NASCAR, thanks to our fabulous guest today. That's right, number 34, Miss Tia Norfleet. She is the first, let me say it again, she is the first and only African-American woman who's licensed as a NASCAR driver, and she is our very special guest today as we continue to celebrate black history and as we move into Women's Month. How how about a perfect timing is this? You know, she's literally, Tia Norfleet, number 34, is creating history right before our eyes, and we're so proud of her. So you know what you have to do right now. you got to go call. you got to text. 
text, you got to tweet, Facebook them, let them know to dial into the show right now because history is literally being made as we speak today. Tell them to dial 347-838-9278. Again, that's 347-838-9278. They've got to tune in. And we always want to remind you, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter under Wealthy Sisters as well. I'm also there under Deborah Hartnett. You can always find us there. And when you log on to the Blog Talk Network, remind yourself to do a little follow. If you're downloading the show right now, go ahead and click on Follow the Show. That way you'll get a reminder leading up to the show about an hour out so you know that you'll be uh, prepared to get this great content that we provide every Monday at 12 noon Eastern. And just as another bonus, we're also available on iTunes. That's right. So you can download this show and all of our others on iTunes. And for more information, please feel free to visit Wealthy Sisters, that's S-I-S-T-A-S Radio, WealthySistersRadio.com. Now, you have got to learn uh, more about our phenomenal guest. I'm so thrilled to have her on the show today, Um, Ms. Tia Norfleet. She's so talented, beautiful young lady from Suffolk, Virginia, and she happens to be the daughter of 20-year veteran NASCAR driver Bobby Norfleet. Tia actually started racing under her father's tutelage about age nine, and she has a true passion for the sport. And I love her motto. It is get right or get left. And that's the mentality experts believe that she uh, also could have a singing career as well because she has a voice, they say, like the the wonderful, late, great Whitney Houston. But, hey, we see more to come on that as well. But while we talk about her being on the track, she just listen to her impressive record now. From 1995 to 2000, Tia started racing go-karts with 22 top 10 finishes, six top five finishes, and two wins. She then moved up to the Bandolera series, I hope I said that right, from 2000 to 2003, accumulating three top ten finishes and two top five finishes. And then in 2004, Tia became, uh, began racing a late model series with 18 stars and two top 15 places. Um, and in drag racing circuit, she has amassed an impressive 52 starts with 37 wins, more than half. How about that? And she's doing a lot of volunteering with she and her father. And like I said, she is the first and only African-American woman to be licensed uh, to race in NASCAR in the 67-year history. And some of you all have also probably seen her as a Goodwill Ambassador um, and also as a brand ambassador for Verizon Wireless Initiative for celebrating your story. So that's right. We have none other than Ms. Tia Norfleet, number 34, on the line today. So when we come back from this short break, you'll hear from her. Thank you for tuning in. Having more money won't solve your problems, but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting vfstrategies.com. That's vfstrategies.com. Or 410-929-4837. Again, 410-929-4837. At Visionary Financial Strategies, every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary Financial Strategy. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Yes, we're live and back on Wealthy Sisters. want to welcome each and every one of you on the line today. Also, we appreciate you all in our download community. We have a large, large amount of people that download the show every week. And again, we want to thank you for that. We see you in the chat room. You are live here on Wealthy Sisters. We're a very special guest today. It's none other than the first African-American and only female Licensed NASCAR driver number 34, Miss Tia Norfleet. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters, Tia. How are you today? 
Hi, I'm good, and you? Oh, wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Well, you know what? It is a privilege to have you. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you. Yes, yes. So I tell you, what an impressive resume you have. And, girl, you talk about fearless. I'm telling you, all of those, <laughs> you have not been playing. You you started with your father around nine years old, huh? Yes. Yes. I started, wow. Well, I, I, actually, I was around five when I was introduced to wanting to go fast. Um, uh-huh. He had bought me a Barbie Corvette, and um, <laughs> he took the batteries out of it and put two car batteries in it, and it, and oh. it made it go way faster than it was supposed to. And I literally, I drove that car to the wheels fell off, the doors fell off, <laughs> everything fell off of the car. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I got a, I got a, that mother instinct in me because, of course, you heard me tell my story about my daughter, and I think I shared that with you the first time we spoke. So what? tell us what your mother said when your father did that. Was she always embracing that, or did did, did she expect that transition to happen for you? Um, I think that she was, uh, she kind of seen it coming because Uh I was always so different. I was always so, um, I was always a tomboy. Um, I've never really liked the girly girl things. And, um, I have, at the time I had, uh, I have an older brother and then at the time it was just me and him and it's a six year difference between us. And I've, I was, always into things that he wanted to do and and you would expect the things that I was doing you would expect him to do them but it was always me Uh and um, I think she kind (laughs) of saw it coming Um, at first she was a little hesitant because like you said I am and I am her baby and will always be her baby no matter how old I get Uh and um, by me being her girl her first girl she's like oh my god (laughs) but she supports me with everything that I do she's always Uh She's always supported me 100%. Oh, no doubt. And I, I imagine when your father went and got that battery and changed the battery out, put car batteries in that car, she probably had a, a sleepless night or two there, huh? <laughs> she, she was like, what are you doing? You're going to kill my baby. <laughs> wow. But so, you know so. that he would never put me in a position that, that would harm me too much. Right. <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> right. So, so the fumes started right then, and uh, you you have been moving ever since. Tell us what it's like, you know, um, being the first African American woman to be licensed in NASCAR, and how did how did that come about? How, I mean, what did you have to do to make that happen? Well. Um... How do I feel about it? Um, well, I, I, I just feel blessed mm-hmm. that I have the opportunity to do something that I love to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then it's a job. You know, a lot of people aren't don't have the jobs that they really want, so they're going to work every day like, oh, dragging in, like I don't want to be here. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel blessed that God has put me in a position where I can actually do something that I love to do and make a living at the same time. Um, I don't dwell on the fact that I'm the first African-American female to be licensed in NASCAR. It's Mm -hmm. just I look at it as if this is something that I love to do. This is my passion. I just happen to be a black female. Mhm. Beautiful. That's beautiful. When when you when you when you were on the path when you started out was was that a goal for you uh to automatically transcend transition into that when you started out with the go-karts and things of that nature? Um it started out as just something that I I like to do. Uh mm-hmm. and it, it just I'm I'm a I'm, my mother is a minister. I believe in God and I believe in His plan, and I believe that everything happens for a reason. And mm-hmm. He put me in in this position for a reason because I believe that it's bigger than me. And mm-hmm. I just go every day, just living one day at a time. And I know that what is for me, what He has for me, it is for me. And mm-hmm. so I, I try not to. I set goals. Um, everyday goals, uh, business goals, personal goals, and um, I just try to do what makes me happy and, and be positive at all times. Mhm, mhm, mhm. 
That's beautiful. So I, I guess, you know, there there are a lot of people that are tuned in, and, and some, you know, I don't want to assume that um, they don't know about NASCAR, but we know the, there's not a large, um, <clears throat> as large as uh, of basketball or football African-American viewing audience who may not be aware of what it takes to get involved in NASCAR. So why don't you share a little bit about the steps you had to go through once you made your mind up that, yes, I do want to become a licensed driver. What what does that mean? What Do you, do I go down to NASCAR and have to apply for it, or what, were there uh, a test that you had to take? Uh, my, what, um, my, actually, my father, um, he was in – he's. Of course, you know, he has already been through the things, the struggles mm-hmm. and everything with NASCAR, and it's, it was a lot easier for him than it was Wendell Scott, and it, and he made it a lot easier for me. So mm-hmm. now, um, how did I get my license? Um, you have to acquire seat time. You have to have seat time, and we call it seat time, but it's actually the laps under your belt, the time that you spend in the seat. Okay. The time that you spend in the seat, and um, you have to have your crew members also, um, also other drivers to um, help you as well as far as acquiring your license. And when it comes to getting your license, actually, you have to go before a committee, and they have to approve you. Mm-hmm. They have uh, criteria that you, you're supposed to meet, and then if they approve you, you, you become licensed. Wow, that's wonderful. So you you had to have a certain, as you said, time in the seat. I guess like I would liken that to a pilot. So they have to have a certain amount of flying hours before they can get their license. So you had to have a certain amount of times or laps that you put in and then some other criteria. What what are some of the other criteria that they set in place uh, for you to become a part of NASCAR? Um, it's just basically the, uh, just a general idea. Um, you just mm-hmm. basically, like I said, you have to have the right amount of seat time, the right amount, mm-hmm. you have to have the right skill sets in place. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I could go on and on and on all day, but just a general outlook of it. Um, that's basically seat time, um, the skill sets, getting in and out of the corners, mm-hmm. uh, the, driving a line. Um, that's what we call it. It's the lingo, driving a line. And, I mean, it's basically just meeting their criteria, um, and everything changes every year. So, I mean, it's just basically just meeting their criteria and getting approved through the committee. Mm-hmm. So once you're approved, are you approved for life? Or you Because I heard you say everything changes every year, or do you have to go and be re- recertified, if you will, after, you know, two, three, um, five yeah. years? <clears throat> Actually, when um, when you get your license, you're mm-hmm. you're you will move up as much as you as much as you drive and get more seat time. The further you move up. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's that's great. Well, you, I appreciate you educating us on this as well. Now, tell us Thank um, you. about your number thirty four. I understand that has a, a significance or his, historical significance for you. Can you share with us? Uh, what? Why you selected that number? Of course, um, Wendell Scott, as you mentioned before, he was the first African American male in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's from Virginia, which I'm from Virginia, and he also mentored my dad. Um, mm-hmm. The number was passed down from him to my father, and now it's been passed down to me. So it's kind of like a a legacy um, of our own. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it means a lot to me because it stands for a lot. It stands for the, the struggles, and it stands for the obstacles that were presented to our our family, our community, meaning you know our race. And um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's very significant to me and, and my family, me and my father. And so I, I hope I wear it well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. We we love your pictures and and uh, your car, and we sure you you making making a name for yourself um, every day. Thank you so and, much. Yeah, and then tell us you you've got um, some races that you're planning coming up. What what's what's your latest race that we we need to be checking on the TV? Because now we're gonna make sure we tweet and put it out there. We need to watch watch you as you hit that track. 
Well, we're actually in the middle of negotiating um, some new sponsors, uh, and I don't know if you know this is a sponsor-driven sport. Uh-huh. Um, it, you have to have sponsors to survive in this sport. So um, right now we're actually looking to debut uh, maybe um, late March, middle mm-hmm. March, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, um, hopefully okay. Greenville, Greenville Pickens in South Carolina. Okay. And and that's what we're that's what we're aiming for. Okay. And so will that be your first will that be your first race within NASCAR or Yes. It's, yes, it okay. will be my debut. Okay. Race. <laughs> oh, you did say debut. All right. So we got we got to really rally. So you all hear that we got to really rally behind you and and plan um on on supporting you for that as well. And I know we have uh, your agent who's also going to share with us a little later in the show the whole sponsorship dynamics of NASCAR. He's going to break down um, the hood and the car. And I mean, it was just fascinating to hear um, <laughs> of the numbers of viewers and the numbers. So, you know, so for you business owners that are out there and listening and listening and looking for ways to brand yourself, uh, NASCAR, as you will learn today, is <laughs> is definitely one of the ways to do that as well. Now, Tell tell me a little bit more about you know you growing up and your racing. Did you did you have any other activities in school or was you know how how what kind of feedback did you get from your your friends and like did you date were the guys afraid to date you <laughs> in high school <laughs> because they thought maybe you were going to run them down on a track or anything? Tell us a little bit about that experience. Um. Well. As I told you before, I was always a tomboy. Um mm-hmm. but I I I did I, I did karate. Um mm-hmm. I love karate. Um I almost made it to a black belt, but mm-hmm. I kinda got sidetracked with the racing, so I, I, I am a second degree brown belt in karate. Okay. Um okay. I I love to write and sing. But in school my friends um they knew that I was such a tomboy, so it wasn't really out of the norm for them, you know, because mm-hmm. they knew me, they knew that I liked to do things like that, they knew that I liked to drive, so mm-hmm. it, it really wasn't out of the norm, and, and for the for the males, it actually, it wasn't a turnoff to them, they weren't in, <laughs> they weren't <laughs> intimidated or anything, it actually... I get a lot. I had, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> they actually liked it. They liked the uh-huh. idea that I in a in a race suit and you know just thinking, oh, she's pretty and she drives fast cars. My two favorite things. <laughs> so it, it actually kind of worked out pretty good. <laughs> so did 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 they try to compete with you with your cars? I mean, did you did you have? I'm sure uh, your cars. You always have those. You always have those. They. Uh-huh. Meet me at the track. I'll beat you. I'll beat you. My car is faster than your car. And da 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 da. But yeah, you always have those guys. And you shut them down every time. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you we'll probably let someone win. The cute guy you liked, huh? <laughs> No, that's good. That's good. So now we know what you are doing here. As we said, uh, you're literally making history and and breaking records. And um, you know, we're just so proud of you for doing that. And although we know that um, it's not something you set out to do, is the fact is that it's happening. And uh, you you're the one that's carrying this banner, as you said. You know that everything happens for a reason. So when Tiger Woods, I kind of think about him, when he turned pro, you know, he made an immediate impact as far as popularizing the sport of golf, you know, amongst ethnic backgrounds. How do you feel you can make that same type of impact in NASCAR once the buzz on your incredible talent really gets going? Because we know it's coming. (laughs) Well, um... Experts have told me that I can make a, a an incredible impact on NASCAR. I, I just really, I just, I just want to come and do what I love to do. I mean, I know that it comes with so many things behind it, and mm-hmm. also being a role model, you know. And mm-hmm. 
I hope that I can make an incredible impact on NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR is already a wonderful, beautiful sport. They, I mean, it's just a lot of people of our background don't really um, aren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. They don't watch it. Uh, maybe maybe it's because they don't have anyone to identify with. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I hope that I can bring new people to the sport because it's such a wonderful sport. And, I mean, it's something that I love to do. And, it, and it's just more than driving around a track. Um, it's a lot more to it. And, and it's, I hope that I can bring new people to the sport. And it, that would be just wonderful. <laughs> I think that would be great. <laughs> Mhm. And so you you basically you just saying I just want to drive. That's it. You know that's all I want to do. I just want to race some cars, and that's that's basically why we know you're doing this as well. Tell tell us some of those things that you said. You know you know some opportunities for other people, and some of the things that that uh, are involved in a race. You know you, you you said that it's more than just actually driving around the track. Tell us about what are your practices like and. And how do you prepare, you know, for a race and what actually happens on that day? A lot of people think that it's actually just getting in the car, switching gears, and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that's the, the foundation to it. But at the same time, this mm-hmm. is a very, I mean, you actually, it's like 197 degrees in the car. You have mm-hmm. to be physically fit, mentally mm-hmm. fit. You have to um you I I can lose up to ten pounds of water weight weight every race in this car. So you have to be totally hydrated. Um mm-hmm. I, I wake up five thirty in the morning and go to the gym, I run, um, drink lots of water, um mm-hmm. a typical day, five thirty in the morning doing that and then it's off to the track to test. I may be there for five hours just testing, five to eight hours, it depending on how much testing I need at that particular time. So, I mean, it's a lot. It's not just getting in a car. You have to be actually physically fit to be in these cars, and that's something that a lot of people aren't aware of. Um, yeah, you have to be totally fit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you you say you get up in the morning at 530. Wow, you, you got to drink a lot of water. You got to be physically fit. When you you said testing, what do you mean by that? What what are you actually doing when you say you're? It's testing? actually practice. I'm 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 learning my crew chief more and more. And when I say my crew chief, my crew chief are my eyes, my ears, and my mind while I'm in this car. I have to okay. listen to every single thing that he says because I can't turn my head and look to the left and see if a car is there. I can't turn oh. to the right and. See cars there. I can't, I have to look straight. My mind has to be totally focused. So I have to listen and put all of my trust into my crew chief because he's seeing everything that I'm doing. He's directing me um, all the way through the race. Uh, Tia, go high, go low. Someone's, someone's beside you. So don't go to the left, you know, telling me everything that I have to do. So I have to dedicate all my trust to him. And um, at first that was something that I had to get used to because he's telling me, don't break. Just tap the brake in the corner. And I'm like, my mind's telling me, what do you mean tap the brake? I, I, right. <laughs> I need to. I think I need to do more than that. And but that was one of the thing challenges that I had at first because I had to mm-hmm. dedicate all my trust, give him all of my trust. Mm-hmm. I had to trust him all, all the way because hey, I have to listen to every, any. If I don't listen to him and make a sudden glitch, it could turn into something way bigger than what it could have been if I would have just listened. So that was one of my um, challenges at first. But I, I went with the testing and things that we do on a day on a daily basis, um, it, it gave me more trust. It, I had to learn him as well as he had uh-huh. to learn me and, uh-huh. and to get to trust each other. So that's one thing that came with testing, gaining that wow. trust. And when I say testing, it's actually practice. Um, I'm just practicing going around the track, um, listening to my crew chief, gaining my skill level, um, and that's and that's that's it. <laughs> wow. So okay, so you actually have a crew chief that's actually speaking to you. So I, I kind of just trying to relate it to maybe like a jockey and a horse. 
or, you know, you have that relationship and that bond where you guys have to be on complete one accord. Um, exactly. Because, like you said, you, you, you have to trust, be able to trust them. So what else is a part of your team? I mean, I've seen, you know, I the, the most I've seen of race, is from <laughs> Richard Pryor's movies, you know. So Freeliners. <laughs> yeah. So okay. And, and really that was good. actually about Wendell Scott. Um <laughs> yeah. I mean we have we have we have the normal team. I have my crew chief, I have my pit crew and okay. um and that's mainly it. I have my my agents and my publicists. I mean we're like a big a great big family. Um uh-huh. we're all it's no I in team. It's not. It, this is bigger than me, and I and right. I stand by that, and I believe that with all my heart. This is bigger than me, um, and so my team is awesome. I love them. They they they're on the daily grind every day, hitting the ground, hitting the pavement, trying to find sponsorships, trying to get supporters, just making this thing happen. And I couldn't do anything without them. Mm-hmm. Now, but tell tell me now, so we because we want to educate everybody today, so that we'll know when we start watching you at the end of March what we're looking at. So tell us about how many people are in your, in your pit crew. We know you have the one crew chief there. The pit crew, um, how many are there, and what do they actually do? What are they responsible for? Um, you have a tire changer. You have a Gas man, you have um, a guy that wipes your windshields. If you have debris on your windshields, you have mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have the technical support. Um, you have the engineers, and um, that's mainly what a pit crew consists of. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. to make the everything to make the car go, um, everything for the car, far as the tires, the lug nuts, uh, everything, the motor. And we have guys for every everything. Mhm, mhm. Wow. Okay. So now, when you're racing and you're going around that, what what's the the object of it? Are you you have to go around a certain amount of times, and the one who comes around first tell tell us a little bit more about that. So when we <laughs> yes. know we're watching you at the end of the month on March, what we know to look for because we want to make sure we know what we're looking at, right? Yes, that's the um, the object um, is to actually uh, the goal is to uh-huh. win, <laughs> but um, it's just you go around depending on the track um, a certain amount of laps, and okay. whoever finishes first wins. When's the race? <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I tell you, you if you've just tuned in, you're hearing none other than the fabulous Miss Tia Norfleet, number 34, licensed NASCAR driver. We're proud of her. She's the first and only African-American woman. She's very humble. If you you just tuned in, she is. She's a, she's just She's just a young lady that wants to race and uh, understands the responsibility and the role that she has has and the position she's been placed in and uh like I said we're just grateful to have her on the show today. We're going to take a short break to you and come right back. Um those of you all who dialed in, we see you in the chat room and the lines are packed out today. Um it, maybe if you have a question or two, maybe we can get Miss Tia to take a, a question from you. You can dial 3478389278 Three four seven eight three eight nine two seven eight. Press one so that we know that you have a question, and and also if you got a question in the chat room, you can type it out to us, and uh, we will definitely get that on. So we'll take a short break. You're tuned in to Wealthy Sisters again. Thank you for listening. Three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, 
The Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Yes, we are live back on the line with Wealthy Sisters here, and our very special guest is number 34. We can't stop saying that number enough. Number 34, Miss Theodore Fleet, the licensed, very first African-American female and only licensed NASCAR driver. She's doing her thing and just celebrating her today as we continue to celebrate Black History Month. Moving into Women's Month, want you all to be ready and prepared for uh, supporting her at the end of uh, March here. She be- makes her debut race, and I tell you, Tia, we've got the chat room. Everybody's chatting here. They're just so proud of you and what you're doing, uh, and uh, we just, you know, can't thank you enough for just being such a great example. One of the questions um, it comes from ePublis wants to know, what can we do to expose and ignite more interest in NASCAR among school-age girls? And then second part of that question is, does NASCAR have a community service program that focuses on diversity for youth? Um, yes, NASCAR does have a diversity program. Um, mm-hmm. They do um, And as far as exposing What was the first question? I'm sorry Yeah, that's okay You know, what can we do to expose and ignite more interest in NASCAR? We know by you being there as well That's going to really help But what are some other things that we can do to expose young school-age girls to this event And to NASCAR, to the sporting I guess um, you could just learn more about it and mm-hmm. educate them as well and um, just educate yourself and, and introduce it to mm-hmm. introduce it to the youth and, and, and hopefully they will embrace it and want to learn more about it and, and that's one of my one of my goals. I want to educate the youth, not only the youth, but just I want to educate people. Mm-hmm. Um, about the sport, and also, I'm I'm a big person on empowerment and being positive, and mm-hmm. and motivation. So I I I want to empower the kids, and and I want to let them know that anything is possible. You don't. I mean, you may not want to be a driver. You may want to be an engineer because at the end of the day, this still is a business. So right. you may not want to be a driver. You may want to be an engineer or you may want to be anything, a doctor, or you may want to own a team. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do try to educate the youth. I, I speak at different schools. I just came from Elizabeth City, North Carolina, and I mm-hmm. spoke at Pascatank High School um, just Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, I do different speaking engagements Um about NASCAR, just trying to educate the kids and let them know, just bring some kind of awareness to to, to what the sport stands for and to what I stand for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now tell us a little bit about the season of the sport. Is it year-round or does it have a certain months out of the year? Give give us information on that. Um, it's, the season is February through November. Mhm, mhm. Oh, so it's the wow. longest season. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's almost it's, a year. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're just taking off the 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 New Year and Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a big sport. It's a it's uh-huh. a it's a big sport. Uh huh. And what what is the largest uh, race that uh, the largest attended the race? Is it the Indy or the Daytona or? The Daytona 500 is the largest oh. race. It's our oh. Super Bowl. 
Okay, see, see, you didn't know I knew about the Daytona or the Indy. See, I, I know a little bit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I know when I was a flight attendant, I used to, I could tell what was happening when we were flying into Indianapolis or Daytona. It was unbelievable, <laughs> the um, the activity around that. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, we, we have like a million one foot traffic at the Daytona 500, so it's, it's, wow. it's pretty big. Wow, wow, wow. Now, tell us a little bit about your singing. You know, I know we're talking about NASCAR today, but tell us more about your, your writing songs and singing. What And, and I know that um, you also uh, have a cartoon character, is it, as well? Tell us a little bit about that, some of the things you're doing off the track. Hello? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just oh. talking. Oh. <laughs> my, phone, my phone. My <laughs> phone. Yeah, my phone. Um, yes, I love to sing. I could sing before I could drive, so initially that was my first passion. Um, I love to write. Um, it's just how I express myself, my feelings. Um, I have a cartoon that we're working on, Little Tia, mm-hmm. and also a comic book as well, as you mentioned. And um, mm-hmm. it's a work in progress, and it's it's almost complete. And we're just waiting to debut it. Every We have so many things going on. We're just we're waiting to <laughs> unveil everything at the right time. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, I, I look forward to it. I'm excited about it. Uh-huh. And I uh-huh. hope everyone accepts it and loves it just as much as I do. <laughs> oh, I I I am certain that uh everyone will um because we know that that space even just with the uh comic book. I mean, who I remember uh being so excited when Disney came out with um The Princess and the Frog, um, you know, uh rendition and uh, you know, we bought tickets early. I had to make sure we got there on time. It was just it was an event because we we haven't always had that positive image of women that look like us and for young girls. Uh so I know that that, that definitely would be something that would be totally embraced as well. And when you talk about things in music that you write, what type of uh music do you like to sing and what type do you write? Um, I have. I believe that there's only two type of music: good music and bad music. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like. I like all kinds of music. Um, uh-huh. I love Adele. I mean, I like all kinds. Katy Perry. I can go from country to uh-huh. hip hop to neo soul to jazz. I love everything. I consider myself an old soul. Um, I uh-huh. love Etta James and Aretha Franklin and Betty Wright. I mean, uh-huh. I, I'm very diverse when it comes to music because, like I said, is I think that there's only good music and bad music. Um, uh-huh. I like to. It just depends on how I feel at that moment. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 a, a gateway for me to express myself at that moment. Mm-hmm. At that particular moment, the feeling that I'm feeling, I, I like to write it down and and capture that moment mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. in in lyrics. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I'm re- rereading uh, "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill, and uh, it's I think chapter eleven. He talks about that creativity and for people like yourself who have to have those outlets of expression and how you can look through history and see uh, famous authors or inventors and you can definitely tell um, their passion and how they live their life through through their creativity. So it's, that's definitely important um, that, that you have those outlets for expression as well. One of the few more things I want to ask you um, before we end and bring your agent on, to, you you talked about something that's really, really important, and we stressed that, and you, you said um, you have to be physically fit when you're in the car. It's not just about you going around the laps and shifting gears, but physically fit. But the other key thing you said, mental, and I know in business, I know in in every other sport and in life, 
Um, a matter of fact, I have a CD that, that talks about it's 95% mental. So tell us, what are some of the things that you do to prepare yourself mentally for your races? Um, I start off with a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. I have to keep God first because without him there's no me. Mm-hmm. And um I just pray that he gives me the strength and and to do what I came to do and I just mm-hmm. I focus completely on what I have tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. I, I focus on what I came to do and I do it and I thank God that he brought me through it and mm-hmm. I mean that's all I can do. Um I just I just stay completely aware of what I'm trying to do and I try not to get distracted in any way and and that's that comes with a good support team as well um mm-hmm. if you have positive positive people around you 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 create positive energy and and I take that positive energy along with me so I have to keep a good support team around me that that keeps me focused when they see me getting sidetracked and that's that's where they come in and and I'm grateful that I do have those type of people around me. And mm-hmm. so that's what I do. I just keep God first and and make it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, for those of you all who have tuned in, you just tuned in, you're listening to Wealthy Sisters, and our very special guest today is none other than number 34. we got to say it again, number 34. There's history behind that number, Miss Tia Norfleet, who happens to be the first African-American female and only licensed NASCAR driver. Tia, tell us uh, in closing here, how can we continue to support you and what you're doing and, um, you know, some of the other things that we should look out for with you? Well, um, you can like my fan page on Facebook. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, um, Tia Norfleet. Also, I have a Twitter page, um, Mrs. Tia Baby. Um, You can go to www.tianorfleet34.com, check out my website. You can also go to www.burnoutmotorsports.com, and there's various ways on that website to support me and my cause. Uh, um, I have different, I have a line of products that are coming out. We're working on from um, car products to body gels to lotions, uh, perfumes, everything. You can visit burnoutmotorsports.com and check those out. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, just, I just ask that everyone just Keep a lookout for me because I am trying to make a move in this sport, and I just want to do what I love to do, and I hope that the community can embrace me. That would be wonderful. <laughs> and yes, I just yes. I thank everybody. I thank everybody that does support me. It's a blessing. I thank I thank you so much. You don't mean you don't know how much it means to me. I'm I'm really really honored, and I feel blessed. And I just thank everyone. Yes, well, you are so welcome, dear, and it is just a pleasure just having interviewed you today, just such a breath of fresh air, and you're such an encouragement, and yes, we will continue to support you, continue to send you all the positive uh, ways, and we know that you're going to do extremely well as you continue to set the mark and, and blaze the trail, literally, <laughs> on that that uh, that track there. And uh, as always, you know, the chat room, everybody's wishing you congratulations and, and telling you to continuously keep the faith and that great spirit of uh, gratitude and attitude that you have. So we're going to be looking out for you, girl. We're looking for that Thank race you. end of March. That's in Greenville. Hope. Yes, yes, yes. We're, we're standing on it. We're standing on it. We're going to speak in that right now. So we already, we already, you just going to keep doing your testing and getting worked in with your crew chief and everybody. And uh, we're putting it out there right now. This has to happen. So we know that. We know that. And I, I want to bring on the line, you know, your incredible agent, Mr., who is another young man that uh, we all are. Uh, should be very, very proud of um, Alan Ellison, who he actually just posted your video because we know that you are with um, Verizon. You're on that special Verizon special, and I didn't realize it until 
maybe, uh, I guess a few days after we spoke, I happened to have um, caught a glimpse of it on BET there. So we know that you're on that. And he actually posted that video on my Facebook page. And I was like, well, who is this? What is this? And that's when I was like, wow, I was so fascinated uh, by it. So I want to bring Alan on because Alan was sharing with me, um, everyone, the whole, I mean, the dynamics of what it takes to be a NASCAR sponsor and what it actually takes to be in this business. You know this is not this is not a cheap business at all. And uh but he's gonna share with us um how the sponsorship works and so any of you all who are out there, we want to make sure that if you even if you're not in a position, if you know someone that's in a position, a corporate position, because everything is about relationships. Let's face it, we know it. If you know someone out there that's connected with someone, you need to actually put them in contact with them because uh, what she's doing, there is no reason why uh, she can't build a brand and help uh, be a, a great, a great example uh, for any brand that's out there that's positive on the market. So, Alan, hello, are you there? I'm here. Thank you for uh, having us on, on your show today. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we want to take about um, five to seven minutes here, Alan, and just kind of break down with our listeners today how it, you know how many people are actually uh, involved in NASCAR, the viewers, and the exposure that a business could actually get from being a part. And then I want you to break down the car, too, how you broke that down for me as well as far as the, <laughs> the, the hood, I mean, and and, uh, and all of that to uh, see a name. That would be great to see your company name on a, on Tia's car running around the track there. So go ahead, Alan, and, and share with us today. Okay. I, well, one of the things I always tell people is, and that is, you know, NASCAR is actually the largest sport it's the largest marketing and entertainment platform uh, in the Western Hemisphere. And with Tia and what she's doing, she's actually uh, at the pinnacle in terms of what she can actually bring to the table in terms of changing the sport. Um, Tia's very humble, so she don't really like to talk too much about it. But the fact of the matter is, is this. Uh, we have 15 major media outlets that have signed on uh, to follow Tia's career. So with the major uh, accomplishments that NASCAR has been able to uh, bring to the forefront with their media sources and with what Tia is being able to bring to the media uh, forefront with her media support base, uh, she actually becomes uh, probably the largest uh, marketing platform in the world, probably in sports history. And mm. so uh, that that's why a lot of companies are, you know, wanting to get involved with uh, with her as well as the companies that are already in NASCAR. Now, out of the um, sponsors that are in NASCAR, it's over 440 Fortune 500 companies that are NASCAR sponsors. Then you have your Fortune 1000, then you have your Fortune 5000, okay? So what happens is, um, and like you said before about relationships, uh, NASCAR has a sponsor association. So, for companies that are looking to build relationships with these Fortune 500 companies, uh, if you became a sponsor of Tia's team, then what happens is you become part of an association with these other sponsors. And these sponsors actually meet about eight times throughout the year to do mm. nothing but just business to business. And these companies that are in this association gets priority over other businesses that are not involved in NASCAR. So the business-to-business -business benefit is, is there, but the other benefit is there as the extreme uh, marketing potential for a company. For example, to have your, um, your logo on the hood of the car, that's the most visible space in the entire, uh, on the entire situation. So that's going to be televised in 147 countries. Uh, as Tia was saying earlier, the Daytona 500, which is NASCAR Super Bowl, you would get your uh, logo and company exposed to 1.1 million people in the stands. And then if you have certain messages that you would like to advertise, uh, NASCAR actually, um, they televise it in, in the 147 uh, different countries in 30 different languages. Mm. And so 
that's, that gives the company an opportunity that if they're trying to go national, it gives them a national presence uh, with what uh, Team Northfleet is doing off the track with this 80% of the marketing that goes on. Uh, we're looking to help sponsors connect the dots with business-to-business relationships outside of NASCAR as well as give them the exposure uh, in some of the areas around the country. Uh, Bobby Bobby Northley is the gentleman, uh, Tia's father. He's the gentleman that has really been educating me and helping me to uh, better understand, you know, this NASCAR arena. And I have him on the phone as well, so I would like to introduce him if I can. Oh, wow. Hello, Mr. Bobby. Yes, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm, I always say I'm too blessed to be stressed. I deal with the rest and pray for the best. All right, I love it. I love it. Wow, this is just a—I mean—a historical event. What a, a, a honor to have you on the line. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's an honor to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun, and uh, well, all at this point, we're just having fun. Well, that's that is really what it's all about. I mean, being able to operate with your family and your daughter there, and to be able to enjoy what you're doing. So, tell us more about the sponsorship piece that you've been educating Alan and and, and all of us on. <laughs> well, I mean, Alan is pretty much an authority on it now. I've been doing this a long time. Uh, I've raced all of my life. I mean, I've uh, that's all I've ever done. I, I mean, I've uh, raced and. Um, and when my daughter wanted to do it, uh, I saw a long time ago she wanted to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, it's a lot easier for her now than it was for, for I mean, for me. And I'm, it's a lot easier for me than it was for Wendell Scott. But, uh, you know, the sponsorship in NASCAR is very expensive. Uh, I don't know if Alan mentioned to you, but um, our Daytona 500, which is today, uh, mm-hmm. our Daytona 500 in attendant-wise, not viewership, but in attendant-wise, is bigger than nine Super Bowls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how that's how big it is, and, and the, you know the, the car is actually broken down into about uh, fifteen to twenty different pieces. I mean, as far as advertising space, the most visible, as Alan was saying, is the hood. Then you have the side of the car, and all the little stickers you see on the side. All of those stickers are companies pay um, a lot of money to be on the you know on the hood of these cars uh, for Daytona. To run an entire season um, on some of these teams, not us, but on some of these teams, um, they pay as much as forty million dollars a year just to be on these cars. Just to be on the cars, right? And I know cars. Alan was sharing with me um, like some of the maybe the the side panel you said and and maybe the back um, mm-hmm. that you all actually, um, it can be broken down as well. Tell us some of the, the figure amounts for those as well. Well, I mean, on the hood of the car, uh, for an example, it's um, one and a half to $3 million just to be on the hood of the car. On the back of the car, that's a, a, um, a very visible uh, uh, post uh, between the two taillights. For an example, they call that the TV panel because uh, the car behind you have a TV camera in it, and if he's running behind you, that's what he's going to see is your uh, your back bumper, and that's called okay. the TV panel, and that can okay. run maybe five hundred thousand uh, okay. dollars. The side of the car may be another million dollars, and then okay. you have your little you have your twenty five thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. I mean, it you know just depends on on how it's broken down. What do you do in NASCAR and what we've developed? is uh, we call it uh, the 60-30-10 program where uh, you take 100% of what your budget should be, what you need to rice. It's called what you need to rice. Um, If if it's $2 million or if it's $40 million, and you take the, um, say, $40 million, you take $40 million and you, uh, the sponsor, the uh, biggest sponsor would be your 60% sponsor. He would, what they call, buy 60% of the car, and that would be 60% of $40 million. Then you have a 30% okay. sponsor, and then you have a 10% sponsor. So that's where okay. you come up with your total budget. It's all broken down uh, that way. Okay. Well, I tell you, this this time has gone by so fast, and we, we definitely want to continue to follow um, Tia and what she's doing, and we, we're going to look at having you guys back on uh, again. And like I said earlier, I want to want to encourage everybody that's listening in. If you know someone 
you're connected with someone, you work at one of these major outlets, just go to NASCAR's website and look at all the sponsors. Look at some of those drivers and see, you know, what some of the sponsors and just just be creative with it. You know um, people who are looking for exposure. Please reach out to them. Uh, Alan, give your contact information and, again, Tia, so that everybody can have that once again. This is Alan Ellison. I can be reached at 863-513-3547. Also, you can send me an email at agentellison, E-L-L-I-S-O-N, at gmail.com. Okay, that's agentellison, E-L-L-I-S-O-N, at gmail.com. And your phone number, again, is 863-513-3547. And they can go to Tia Norfleet 34 dot com Tia Norfleet thirty four dot com and also that other website was um what was that other site again the burn burnout burnout motorsport dot com burnout motorsports with an s dot com so definitely look her up find her on Facebook and Twitter again thank you so much Mr Norfleet for being on our show surprising us what a great treat and Tia congratulations to you girl you go get it do your thing and uh as always we say we're continuously sending all the prayers and positive energy towards you as well thank once you again so I want to thank everybody for oh you're welcome love we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show today. Uh, stay tuned. Next week we'll have another dynamic guest as we celebrate uh, Women's History Month. And also want to remind you to go to www.bigthinkersacademy.com getting ready for that huge conference that's coming up in May in the Baltimore area. You can visit the events tab and learn more about that conference as well. Well, as always, we want to wish you and all of your family and loved ones the best of everything great. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysisters.com. 